Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, and welcome to the Super Travel Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and this is episode number 17. I am with a longtime friend who's here to talk about an amazing book he wrote. This is Nick Trozzi. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing great today at the beach. It's nice. Just ran a race, and I feel great. Nice to see you, hey. Nick likes to run with his shirt off. If you ever see him at a race, you can't miss him. We've ran, actually we've ran 5K races together. Remember that one in, uh, what was that, Benelli Park? Benelli Park, that? oh yeah, I got an award there, he got an award there. Actually, I won that race, man, oh, yeah. I lucked out there. <laughs> that was longer than a 5K though. That was like 5.4K or so, it was a, lo- a little longer. Oh, it was a tough course, you know, they had hills, a lot of, a lot of dirt. It was, it was fun though, you know, a lot of good yeah, people there. Heck yeah, that was a, a turkey trot, but it was like the week before, like on a Sunday or something. Oh yeah, uh, do you want to talk about my book? Oh yeah, yeah, your book, your book, oh, that's yeah. what we're here to talk about. <laughs> yeah, well, my book, I just had it published, it's called Journal of a Road Warrior, and it's pretty literal because we're runners and we run on concrete roads. So, you know, as a warrior, we uh, challenge other people, and when you're running on concrete, you're a road warrior. Not like Mel Gibson's movie, but... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, Mad Max, the road warrior. Yeah. But it's kind of true, though. When you run, you're basically a warrior. You feel like a warrior, right? You feel alive. You feel like, like you're going in a battle against yourself to try to beat a previous time or, you know, to try to just go as hard as you can it's like you're going in a battle that's how i feel every time i do a race i'm like man i gotta you know step up and like fight and just oh yeah you're always challenging yourself you always want to run better than you did the last time and the one thing is when you get older you get a little slower but hey you want to maintain the best health you can and running is great for you you know you run get stay healthy it's one of the best forms of exercise i think but Oh yeah, I mean, I stay thinner, and my heart feels good, and you know, I, I've met a lot of friends out here, and it's it's a it's a great place to meet people that have like mind, and it's a it's a good group of people. Yeah, definitely. It's like you become you have like a running family now that that with a bunch of like-minded people that you meet. And in case anyone's wondering if there's any background noise, that's going to be cuz we're right on the beach in front of the pier in Santa Monica. It's a beautiful day. Albeit a slightly brisk last week it was a little warm, but it's still a quite beautiful sunny day in Southern California. And Nick I was wondering what compelled you to write the book in the first place. You said it took you nine months, huh? Well, okay, to gain the material and put it together was 50 years of putting all the material together. And then it took nine months with the publisher to put all the material into the book, which I love it. (laughs) So it's like your life's work. It's kind of like my how I got started to be competitive, and then how I got into um, running as opposed to any other sports, because I noticed I could beat most everybody in a young age, and as I got older, I still could beat people at any kind of a distance run, you know, around mile to 5K. And then as I got older, I just kept on going and ran many uh, all-comers meets, and, I had fun doing it. What was your favorite distance? 5K? The 5K is 
my favorite distance. It's, it's short enough so I could finish fast enough and I don't have to put a lot of effort. And recovery is faster. I mean, you run a marathon, you're out for like a couple of weeks. You run a 5K, you out a couple of days maybe? Oh, well, in my book, I've ran everything from the 40-yard dash they have for fit football athletes yeah. to a marathon. So I've covered every distance that they've ever held from, you know, the metric mile to mile to the 10K, 5K half marathon and the marathon. What got you started running? I mean, when did you first start? Did you start in school, high school? Oh, in my book, I don't know if I should say this, but I got started. Give us a little teaser. You gotta give us a teaser, uh, Nick. There was an event we had at our family picnic early on. When you were a young boy, a young man. Well, on the 4th of July, we used to have a family picnic and the family would have these events and we'd challenge each other we'd get awards in each group that they held almost like a 5k but it was great so we we challenged our relatives and that's how i got started as a young age and then i moved up to running in all these open competitions now and i enjoy it what what did you like like what do you like about it do you like the competitiveness do you like the the social aspect what do you like about it do you like what what's what draws you to it well when i was younger i used to run 16 minutes yeah and now that i'm older i don't run 16 minutes <laughs> but i enjoy the competitiveness i like to challenge myself to beat other people and I have the clock in my head I like to you know go for a certain time go for a certain time and make sure that I could maybe improve upon it you know when you get older you just want to keep on going and just keep that healthy thing going live yeah. a healthy lifestyle and oh yeah I mean I gotta say some of the food I eat yeah it's like not what? as good like what pizza or donuts pizza you eat, you eat? <laughs> uh, Sometimes I gain too much weight from eating too much pizza. That's that's my kryptonite. <laughs> well, Thanksgiving's coming up too. We're all gonna gain. What's what they they say the average person gains like ten pounds over the holidays. So we got to be careful for that. <laughs> well, yeah. During Thanksgiving, you know, everybody scarfs out, and we gain a little bit, and we have to uh, unattach our belts a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a couple uh, buckles. So you know, you have to you have to recover after Thanksgiving, and then get back into it again and and bring your times back down again but you you enjoy running so you figure well you could eat as much as you want and then you could work it out and work it off running burns a lot of calories so it's it's easier to to lose the weight by running if you were if you were like a swimmer or or something else it would be it would take longer and be harder but but running burns one of the most you know the most calories out of all the sports the weight-bearing exercise as opposed to like cycling and swimming they say it's even good for your bones too. that that impact well you know running is great because you only need running shoes and a sidewalk sometimes not even shoes too some people they got those barefoot runners you won't catch me running barefoot though <laughs> oh you ever run barefoot no I don't no. race barefoot but I've known a couple of uh, over the years a couple of marathoners that ran barefoot they had huge calluses it was amazing and they were fast 
Ah, uh, they got calloused. I, if we try to do it without, you know, practice or anything, it would hurt our feet. But oh, yeah. they were used to it and calloused and their feet were strong. Well, you know, running is, there's a lot of tough uh, compression in your bones and stuff. So yeah. you have to watch out. If, if you don't run a correct way, the better form you have, the easier it is to not get injuries. Yeah. So, a lot of people, if they have bad form, they should have thicker shoes. You shouldn't use racing shoes because racing shoes are basically for the people that have good form and they train properly and they understand what it takes to keep your health right. Because a lot of people wear, you know, shoes that are worn. You should never wear worn shoes. The thing is, once your shoes get worn, you could get injured really quickly. Has your routine for a race changed at all over the years? I mean, do you take longer to warm up? Do you, what, what, what has changed? Okay, when I first was running those 60 minute 5Ks, I used to run seven days a week. I did slight weight training for my arms. I did a little bit of swimming to work on other muscle groups. And I did biking to work on other muscle groups also because every sport you do, helps you to get to that faster running speed. If you just do one race or one, I mean, one workout running, it's not gonna help you everywhere that you need to get faster. And, you know, the older I've gotten, I've learned- Cross training more. Cross training yeah. and other things. You should take vitamins and always eat certain foods before race and certain foods you shouldn't eat before a race, you know. Like, have, you, like you were saying, don't eat meat before a race because it takes so long to digest. I, I remember I just heard you talk about that earlier today. Yeah, if you eat meat a day before a race, it takes a long time to digest. So don't ever eat meat before a race. I mean... Especially not breakfast. You don't want to eat well, a roast beef sandwich before a race, you're going to puke. <laughs> yeah, in the morning you want to eat like a, a banana or a bagel. Yeah. I've eaten... Uh, energy chews also and i've eaten uh gels that's and your go-to was the banana and energy chews those are your go-to oh yeah when i used to be really young believe it or not i used to drink a full can of pepsi before the race whoa and full can of pepsi i wouldn't and it wasn't it would diet sit pepsi okay either. it would it sit okay in your stomach oh yeah and well if you notice a lot of runners when they're younger and they're running like cross country, they're just uh, eating whatever, eating the wrong foods, Cheetos. And yeah, and they're eating. You know, milk is wrong. Orange juice will upset your stomach, and you learn over the years to eat the proper foods before race, after the race. And you know, I used to warm down properly too. You know, it's warm up, stretching and all the other workouts you do to build up to that perfect speed. You know, and you try to do it so you don't get injured. But a lot of people, you know, they, they need coaching because, I you know, you, you look at them and go like, uh, you know, there's a better way to do that. Yeah, okay. yeah. if they keep doing it, something's wrong is gonna happen. They're gonna injure themselves or something, something right? That... Oh yeah. I mean, I also have a rule. I used to have friends a long time ago that were running marathons, but they're faster than me in 5Ks. And 
they ran another marathon and they were getting slower and I was starting to catch them. They ran more marathons and they either got injured or they quit. So if you want to run a marathon, just do one just to get it out of your system. Yeah, but it's I, really hard on the body. I will never tell anybody to make it a habit to make marathons, you know, something that you want to do a lot of. I remember looking at the uh, study, looking at the bioinflammatory markers after a post-marathon. It's like you're getting hit by a car. That's what your body, your body, is, it's, it's not good to keep doing that. It's definitely uh, going to break it down if you keep, keep doing that. And biomechanically too, your muscles and tendons and stuff. We're not supposed to, you know, be uh, running that long that hard that fast on these hard surfaces i mean the first person who ran the marathon what happened to him he died <laughs> like, like now we have a tradition to run a marathon and and now it's popular and people are running marathons some of them like every weekend it's just it's it's not sustainable and not healthy over the long term too it's a cool goal, goal to do like once or you know every now and then but to, to keep doing it is it's not the ideal thing to do for sure oh yeah if you want to train for a marathon, you don't just come out and train for three weeks and be ready for it. You must train for at least six to a, six months to a year because you have to build your body up each workout so the distance and your body gets used to that longer distance. That's right. I remember the marathon plans. The first part was like your base and you're building your body to sustain that. Exactly. Ah, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. It, now, in your book, what, you got any cool stories or, or any, uh, any, any uh, cliffhangers or anything you want to mention? to? Uh, so you can get your book on Amazon. You just got it out on Amazon. It's Nick Trozzi, T-R-O-Z-Z-I, Journey of a Road Warrior. Well, yeah, the book, uh, there's some cool stories. I'm going to tell you one that was kind of small and different because I don't want to give you the goods real <laughs> the good stuff. Oh, the what, good stuff. What years were, were, uh, were is the book about? Is it the last 30 years, 40 years? What, what? From 1970 to almost present time. So like the age of disco? Well before that. Before disco. Disco was 70s? Mid 70s? Yeah, it was mid 70s. So What was before disco? Oh rock like and roll. funky I mean, stuff? Well, rock the, and roll? Like the, the Rolling the hippie Stones, thing, yeah. hippie, hippies, then disco. Beach Boys and all that stuff. And the other thing is, I used to like to train, you know, sometimes with music. Or, okay, if you don't want to ride a bike on the roads, use like a stationary bike and it's safer. And if you can't run a day or two, if you could get a treadmill, you could always get a good workout on a treadmill if you don't want to run out and let's say you have snow yeah. or a sandstorm or something. Running on a treadmill, it's a little boring, but it, you can make it nice. You can put a TV or wear headphones and listen to music and I it'll do, work also. I do a lot of treadmill running with, with music and yeah, it seems to help. It's still kind of boring and I kind of like running out, miss running outside, but it gets the job done when you got nothing else and the weather's turned sour, you know? Oh yeah. Well, one of the other things I always tell people to try and do is uh, use a video camera, go on a track or somewhere, and have somebody film you from the side so you can see how your form, if you're wasting energy, 
and also from the front and the back to see if you're moving your feet in the wrong direction or you know you're hopping instead of leaping there's there's ways to correct that and if you have it on video you could show it to somebody that's been running for a long time and they could point it out and they could they could fix that how many races total have you ran do you did you count okay a thousand i'm going to be talking to the people in guinness book of world's records because i've what? ran over over two thousand races organized Whoa. races that's the point it's not like you're challenging your brother or sister to race to the mailbox or yeah. something these are with race bibs race shirts medals i've won a number of plaques trophies some merchandise but yeah didn't get big enough to to win the big money what is that for you have to run 14 minute 5ks you were at around 16 16 so what 14s get you uh yeah. big stuff back then well yeah if you ran 14s you had a very good chance of yeah. going to races and money races and getting money in that they didn't have those fancy new nike shoes and all those different oh. stuff back then you well, were running like and what, what kind of shoes did you have back then oh man i'm telling you the shoes back then combat were boots like, <laughs> you're running boots were like dinosaurs i mean you you ran in your converse shoes you know the black and white shoes and then really at races you ran in those yeah oh. and then i i actually ran in you know boat shoes you know the blue and white boat shoes at one time when i was in high school and i didn't buy didn't buy racing shoes or anything they and the technology has been improved so much i mean the shoes are so light and they protect your feet so well people should even wear running shoes when they're walking i mean i think you should wear running shoes all the time because they're very protective yeah my mom she likes to wear running shoes just walking and they're so they're so good and so comfy comfortable oh yeah and the improvement on the tracks well when i started track you had dirt and you had to use these huge spikes i've had races where people would point to my shin and say look at your shin i'd have the imprint of somebody that was in front of me from oh. their spikes because gets, okay they call that it's getting spiked getting spiked right? well see now that they have the tartan tracks and they're improved you get better traction you could run in the rain and it doesn't doesn't matter because the track yeah. doesn't get wet it, the water just gets washed off so it's nice to run in those new tracks because that's how come people are running faster times because the improvement of equipment knowledge of your body and also the food and items that you eat before a race and after the race now why should people get their your book what's what's so good about your book okay now listen why to this. there is so many cool stories fun stories some of them are sad and hard to read but they're good stories you're going to be reading a couple of chapters at a time and then you're going to say oh man that's that's kind of an interesting life all these races in in over 40 something years of running plus all these other events that i've had but it's when you read it i wrote it so you feel like you're kind of there i didn't just go like race number one and race number two no i told a story so you kind of like feel like you're there and these are not your typical stories like you see something on tv they they'd be on your markets that go and you see oh okay they finished no there'd be some 
weird or interesting things going on that would really make it kind of like neat to read, you know, oh, I can't believe that happened in that race. I mean, that's not even typical. Like, what was one of the we cool or weird, interesting things that happened during a race? Well, I'll tell you the... Wasn't there, la like, naked people at some of those races back in those days? Well, there was a race... Was that the burrow, a naked burrow or something you were no, saying? No, no, no. no. There, was, there was a race... Uh, I'll tell you about the Griffith Park. Griffith Park. Okay. Griffith Park is a park in Southern California, not far from Dodger Stadium. And it's a, it's where the Hollywood sign is, right? Yeah. That area. And there's yeah. a lot of trails, and they have races there. and It's a oh, cool yeah. place. Well, some really fun-loving guys had a race that... Okay. What happened was I had a race all set up and... To participate. To participate, and it got canceled. 5K? 5K, and... 3.1 3 miles is the 5K, in case you're wondering. That was distance. But the race that my friend had for me was an eight-mile race, and it's full of hills. If you ever ran behind the Hollywood sign, it's a killer. It's tough. I mean, we're talking... Oh, hilly, huh? Deep dirt for horses, and the elevation is very tough. So what happened was, they didn't tell me anything about anything in the race. They just said it's eight miles of a tough course. So around two miles, you come around the corner and there's the lady holding up a sign and in just her shoes. Just her shoes? Just her shoes. She was naked. So she was naked. And- But naked, just her shoes in her hand. I thought I was hallucinating. Wait, I mean- What year was this? The 80s. 80s. Yeah. They, they still did that in the 80s. Wow. They in can't the do that now. They, they can't do it now. Somebody actually called on the Rangers and said, oh, did you know this is going on? And they said, don't let it happen. So the, the last year they had her in a bikini. But it was a fun-loving thing. They had people in the awards. They had guys who were chainsaw jugglers from Venice Beach. The awards were funny awards. And... The group that put this race on, they would tell good jokes, and I mean, you never seen a bunch of tough runners. I mean, you had to be like a mountain goat to yeah. run this race. But it was a great race, and oh, back to that race, my friends that told me about the race, they're like looking at me like, did you like anything that you saw out there that was interesting? <laughs> and I said, oh, you guys knew that was there, right? And they said, yeah, we just wanted to see the uh, look on your face. I actually... Believe it or not, I actually thought I was hallucinating when I crossed that point, because you know that's that's not normal on a race course. Yeah, but I thought even I was, back in the day, even uh, back in the '70s, it wasn't really normal. Oh no, 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 no. I've, I mean, I've seen, ran so many races. I mean, there was a race at Griffith Park. Also, this is what happened. I was getting close to the finish line. There's two guys about 100 meters in front of me. So and you're pushing, you're booking hard, trying to finish. Oh yeah! I've seen how you come in. You finish strong. I mean, you. And what happened? These two guys must have done something. And you know how they say running is not a contact sport. Yeah. Well, in this particular race, these two guys were throwing punches at each other as they're finishing the what? race. They weren't just like pushing with their elbows. They were physically punching. This into the body. Oh, I have never man. seen anything like this. I mean, I was going like, wait a minute, this is not a contact sport and these guys are fighting it out. Ugh. Wow, I've never seen that. I've seen like a, like a push with the shoulder, but 
not straight out just punching. Oh yeah, there's, you know, most most runners are not. They have good tempers. Yeah. But I guess just something happened and they got a little crazy. And if uh, most people probably don't know this, but you're also a well-known actor, Nick Trozzi. And what was your last show you were on? Oh, I've done extra background parts with Grey's Anatomy, Modern Family, Fresh Off the Boat. I've done uh, shows with Boston Legal with William Shatner, my favorite actor. You love William Shatner? Huh? William Shatner because he's a, uh, you know, this guy is Star Trek. Yeah, he's Captain Kirk. He's Captain a legend. Kirk. I actually did one of the the newest movies from Star Trek. I actually played an admiral. But you won't see me in the movie, but if you look at the deleted parts, you could actually see me in there. Oh, that's cool. It's still cool that you got to be on set and pretend you're an admiral. And... Oh, and recently, the movie that came out uh, called Yesterday about the guy that uh, started singing the Beatles songs, what happened was deleted scenes on this one you could see me uh, with James Corden on the show yeah. in the audience and you could see me really well oh that's cool man it was cool shoot what any movies too weren't you in or well, ones you can't talk about right well is I that did the a, one with the rock I, I well I did a, a commercial with There's, the rock wasn't there a, a, a movie where you were fighting the rock no no no, he, no, 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 he's getting carried away now. You did some kung fu on I him. I wish and, that was, no, no, no. There was, there was a movie, it was like a commercial that they had um, for the, what was the movie? Um, he was racing in the Chevelle, what was that movie, Speed or? Oh, Fast and Furious, was that no, it? No, 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 not Fast and Furious. He was um, going after people that went after his family. And they, I don't know. But they put him away. So many movies. But, uh. There was so many. There was a lot of shows that I've done. I'm, I've, I've gotten to meet a lot of great actors and actresses. Who was your favorite besides Captain Kirk, William Shatner? Oh, who was that lady that was in that baseball movie? Um, oh, jeez. League of Their Own. League of Their Own. Not Madonna, but Gina it was Davis. Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Yeah. Gina Davis. I did a show with Gina Davis when she was the president. Of the United States, I forgot what the call the sh the show was called. I, I vaguely remember something like that. Yeah, yeah. And you, you liked her, huh? She was a very nice lady. I mean, she said hi to people. She was very gracious. She she didn't care what status you were. She just said hi to you no matter what. But she is a little intimidating because she is much taller than most people. Is she six foot? Six foot, I, she's tall and she was yeah. wearing high heels. Whoa. So when you're wearing your, your, your flats and she's, she's standing over you. But she's, she's a very nice lady and I, I love working on that show. And she was beautiful. Oh, there's some surfers right now catching waves. It's pretty cool right here in Santa Monica. Yeah, so Gina Davis, man, that's good to hear. A lot of uh, movie stars and actors, you hear, you know, bad stories about how they're impersonal and not nice to people and kind of snot, you know, sn was it snotty? Is that is that the term? Well, I did I did uh, some shows with um, Tom Hanks, Angels and Demons. You could see me. I was a whoa. You were with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Oh, that's cool. He used to. 
He used to live by my mom in Oregon. He had a house there. I don't know if he still owns it, but my mom would be always be like, oh, that's Tom Hanks' house. That's, that's cool, man. Oh, he was a cool guy. I mean, Tom Hanks, the best. I mean, he's legend, at the top of legend. his game all One of the, the time. Greatest actors of, of all time. I did also a, a show called, uh, a movie with him called Charlie Wilson's War. There was a scene where he had to walk a long way with them. Um, we had his name and he walked right by me and another gentleman and we were basically the only actors in that scene for a long distance so you could see me on that and I did uh, the movie Terminal but that was that got kind of messed oh, that's up. where he like lived in the terminal lived in the kinda. terminal so that one you can't see me you won't see me in that one but there's so many there's so many different things you could do on the show. What do you fun. love about acting? Why, why do you love it so much? You know, I always like to see how actors would prepare and put out their lines and see how the cameras were all set up and the whole thing. Is it different than what we see? Is it, how different is it? Oh. It's completely different? It's completely different. Okay, what you see on TV like the final product, huh? the finished product. It's just all cleaned up and everything. You know, you can't see all the lights pointing down at you in the sound stage. Numerous outtakes. It just looks, it just looks different. I mean, because you, what we're looking at is just a bunch of stages and stuff like that, and they're all mishmashed together. But depending on where you're filming, you have to be in that part of the stage or this part of the stage. But it's, it's cool. I mean, filming with stars and being in front of the camera. And, you know, everybody, some of us are little hams. We like to get on TV. <laughs> I saw you in a music video too. That was so cool. Remember that music video? Uh, oh yeah. That, uh, um, you were like eating something or? Oh, it's, it's a, it was like a little chili. bit gross. It, it was, was a little bit gross. gross. It was okay. a lot gross. <laughs> it was a lot gross. So, oh, I remember that video. Okay, the group was named Rambush. And the song, I can't remember, but you could actually, it was a crazy video. It was a crazy video. What were video. you doing? Stuffing food in your mouth? What, well, what was it? You were like kind of eating sloppily. It's... I had to play like a stalker guy because these people were, you know, barbecuing their chicken and cooking. And I like chicken with barbecue sauce and I was supposed oh, to right. yeah. play, play some guy kind of spying on these people and that's not the way I really am I'm <laughs> yeah, a cool yeah. guy attest to that <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah definitely definitely but you know they said hey if you do this you got to do this if you want to be the lead actor in this music video and I said hey you know it's not you got to do what you got to do yeah it wasn't wasn't really too far you know it wasn't <laughs> I say you got to do what you got to do just don't do do that's what I always do. say it sounds so dumb, but it makes me laugh. Yeah, but it was it was a fun day, you know, because these things are a challenge because uh, they give you um, points, you know, words that you have to be ready to be at a certain point. And everybody thinks extras are just standing there walking back and forth. But in certain parts, like in Boston Legal, they gave me um, certain keywords and I had to be at certain points on each keyword so it gets pretty technical you know i mean 
do you have to memorize a lot for for acting? Is it like a half a page or a no, 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 paragraph? No. Background actors are extras. You really don't get to talk. Not much. No, speaking speaking is mostly for union. And when you're background, you're basically non-union. Do they have to memorize a lot of words or sentences when they speak? Oh yeah. I mean, there. It's amazing how much the script they have to learn. I mean, I probably be a an actor if I could uh, memorize better. But and I would like to be on some short worded things. But you know, it's 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 amazing how the memories of these actors are you know it's not just acting and being in the moment and showing emotion and stuff they have to memorize lines and make it real make it work so you're looking at it like you feel like yeah they're really doing what they're doing you know and it's it's hard to be an actor so i give props to all the actors that uh make it to the top and uh we might see some actors uh around here now in Santa Monica. I know uh, last year I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger riding his mountain bike, coming back from Gold's Gym. And just a few months ago when they announced the new Bad Boys movie, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith were standing just over to my right. They announced the movie right there. <laughs> Isn't that so cool? Did they really? Yeah. Oh, it's on, cool. I think it's on YouTube. You can still see it, but it's, it's so cool. Santa Monica is just an amazing, like hot spot of, of celebrities, especially during like award show and, and when there's an awards show in LA somewhere that they, they all come down here and spend well, the night at I the mean, hotel. I mean, this is Santa Monica. I mean, the weather's nice, especially today. It's not too hot today. And plenty of people are getting their, their workout and getting in shape here, walking back and forth. And that, it's been nice talking to you, Nick. I know you, you gotta go. You got, you're super busy with, with promoting your book at all the different places you gotta go to. So it's really been nice talking to you. And thank you again for, uh, for uh, sharing all your stories and all the wonderful information. We'll have to talk and, to you again. What's that? And if you wanna get the book, remember, go to amazon.com and it's Journal of a Road Warrior. Journal of a Road Warrior. Did I say Journey of a Road Warrior earlier? No, I may you said have. Journal. Journal, okay. Journal of a Road Warrior by, by me, Nick Trozzi. T-R-O-Z-Z-I, Nick Trozzi, Journal of a Road Warrior. Get it on Amazon. Okay, <laughs> there's your commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I like hearing my own voice. Maybe that's why I do the podcast. <laughs> hey, you know, if you want to buy the book, check it out and uh, go buy one. Hey. Can, uh, where can people go to contact you or message you? You also sell these really cool shirts called Oh Man T-shirts. Oh. <laughs> Those I are have, really cool. I got a trademark. It's Oh Man. Oh Man. And it's got exclamation points. And I have a little logo with a guy's face. And it looks like a man just ate a bunch of lemons or something. So you could actually... I, I have a website, but I'm... Okay, you could go to the website and see the t-shirts and the hats at omanproducts.com. Omanproducts.com. And where'd you come up with that, that concept? It sounds really, uh, it sounds kind of brilliant, actually. Oh, now listen to this. It's like the don't worry, be happy, or, you know, the smiley face. At work, you know, they'd always give you more work and harder work or annoying work. And I'd, every time they gave me something like that, I'd go, oh, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> so everybody would go like, oh, you're the old man guy. So I said, you know, I got to do something with that because old man is so cool. So I trademarked yeah. it and I started selling uh, t-shirts and caps. Oh man. Oh man. That's now we're talking. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, thanks, Nick. It's been fun. And uh, thank you for coming out and best of luck with your book. And all you guys out there, make sure you get Nick's book. Thanks, Nick. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. And that's it, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Super Travel Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and that was a wonderful podcast with Nick. It was fun. It was exciting, and we learned a lot. Go out there, do your best, be your best, live your best, and have the best life. Take care, guys.